It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, Las Vegas? Happy Thursday. It is Pushing the Limits. So glad that you can join us as we are on, of course, the AM dial KSHB 1400, also broadcasting on the YouTube page, which is uh, PTL Vegas, on my personal Twitter page, which is Pushing Limits LV, also the PTL Facebook fan page. We're pretty much everywhere. So glad you could join us. And a lot to get to today, as we always do. We got some great guests lined up for you in hour number two. We will be speaking with the great JJ Snyder, beautiful and talented JJ Snyder from Morning Blend. Uh, what is going on in Las Vegas this weekend? Well, it's certainly a great sports weekend. I know that we got the uh, Pac 12 championship tomorrow that I will be attending. Two very good football teams in USC and Utah at Allegiant Stadium. We got the Raiders back in town at home playing the Chargers on Sunday. So a great sports weekend, right? we got a lot going on. And from an entertainment standpoint, she'll be joining us to talk a little bit about that. Ron Futrell from Channel 8 Sports is going to be joining us. I know he's out there at UNLV basketball practice today, Raiders practice. He's all over the place. So we'll be talking to Ron and get his thoughts, of course, on UNLV football, the firing of Coach Marcus Arroyo. A lot to get to today. Donald Trump's tax returns have been released to the January 6th committee. Will there be leaks? Will we find out what is in those taxes? Maybe, maybe not. We'll discuss that. We'll talk about that. Remember the uh, the tandem duo, the ignorant tandem duo of Diamond and Silk? They used to push a lot of conspiracy theories, not just about election lies, but about COVID. Well, now it turns out that Diamond of Diamond and Silk is now fighting for her life in the hospital. Why? Because she has COVID. So I guess that's not a hoax. And now they're asking for your prayers. And I'll be telling you why I will not be shedding one tear or praying for them at all. We'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, we even have a little bit of uh, J-Lo audio that we'll be playing for you a little bit later on in the program. Apparently, they're doing a uh, honoring Whitney Houston. J-Lo is going to be one of the singers that's going to be singing one of Whitney Houston's songs. We have one of her outtakes. It's not very good. <laughs> we'll play it for you. We'll have a little fun with that. But we got to start off the show today. And I got to talk to you about something uh, certainly that I take very seriously. I would hope all of you take it seriously as well. We've talked about Kanye West a lot sadly, over the course of the last few months, and his anti-Semitic rhetoric, his hate speech. And instead of apologizing for what he said, and instead of retracting what he said, he's gone on a tour with this guy Fuentes, who is a white supremacist, Jewish hater, Holocaust denier. And he's, you know, making the rounds and doubling down on, on the Jew hatred. I mean, I don't even know really what else to call it. So what does he do today? Kanye West, along with the white supremacist Fuentes, appeared on the Alex Jones show. Now, I'm not surprised that Alex Jones would give this these two people a platform. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Kanye West appears on the show, and this is what he looked like earlier today. He's wearing some sort of black hoodie. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, so we can't see his face, but I can tell you it is Kanye West on the show today. Kanye West said a lot of uh, pro-Hitler statements today. And I'm going to play you one of them right now. Listen carefully as Alex Jones is rounding out the segment. Listen to what Kanye West says about Adolf Hitler at the end of this segment. Have a listen to this. I thought, that's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I 
I see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. How about that one? Ari Emanuel, how you like that one? Hey, Ron, you going to do anything to fix Chicago? The most Nazi-like activities I've seen, um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad things. But they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Okay. You said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Hitler. Well, there you go. There you heard it. I like Hitler. Kanye West also said every human being has value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. The Jewish media has made us feel like the Nazis and Hitler have never offered anything of value to the world. Meanwhile, there's all these things that are happening, he said. He also went on to read anti-Semitic jokes that a comedian made about Ben Shapiro, not this Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, who I, by the way, I don't defend, but in this case I will, conservative uh, podcast host. Kanye West said, quote, Shapiro can just just tell us how much change is in your pocket from hearing a jingle, an anti-Semitic trope. You know you've got it bad when even Alex Jones isn't defending all the statements that you made. Although Alex Jones, you know, still says anti-Semitic statements himself. Uh, he said, I think most Jews are great people, but I agree there's a Jewish mafia. I don't even know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the man that Donald Trump decided to break bread with the other day. This is the man who Donald Trump called a friend and probably maybe still, maybe doesn't these days because he claims Kanye set him up and made him look bad. The only person that made himself look bad is Donald Trump and the only person that continues to spew hateful rhetoric about Jewish people is Kanye West. Anybody at this point who is defending Kanye West is probably an anti-Semitic Klan member themselves. Then I go to people like Jim Jordan, who on his Twitter page praised Kanye. And for two months, he kept that tweet up. Until today, he took that tweet down. Because for the last five or six weeks, Kanye West have, has made terrible statements and tropes about Jewish people. But apparently Jim Jordan had no problem with that. The Jew bashing, as I would call it. Until today. Now, why did he take it down today? Did he just go too far? No. Donald Trump doesn't like him anymore. That's why Jim Jordan took it down. Because in Jim Jordan's career, he's used to looking the other way. Like the wrestling scandal that took place when he was a coach out there. Gymnasium Jordan. Now, if you listen to right-wing radio today, locally or nationally, if you listen to Wayne Allen Cook, Kevin Wall, Alan Stock, just to name a few. And I can go to the national right-wing echo chamber radio hosts like the Mark Levins, the Sean Hannity's, and the TV hosts like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson. They will not be talking about this story. 
And the reason they will not be talking about this story is because Kanye West, among many within the Republican Party, is still labeled a champion. That's why Donald Trump had dinner with him the other day. They won't talk about this because it makes the orange turd look bad. But make no mistake about it, anybody who works with Kanye West moving forward, anybody who is willing to work with him just to make money, is just as bad as he is. Nobody should be working with Kanye West. At this point, I would argue nobody should even be giving him a platform at this point. Now, listen, if Kanye West gave me a call and said, I want to appear on your show, I would probably consider doing it because I would love to out him, but he doesn't want to be outed. He'll walk off the set if you challenge him on anything. He doesn't want to be challenged. And Alex Jones, that's why he went on his show. Alex Jones isn't going to challenge him on anything. Alex Jones is no better than him. But even Alex Jones didn't like some of the things that Kanye West was saying. Where are we at in this country where this is okay? Where are we at in this country when we have one of the most recognizable figures in the music industry, in the history of the music industry, praising Adolf Hitler? And by the way, Adolf Hitler did not create the microphone. He didn't create highways. So once again, Kanye West is making ignorant statements. But even if he did, let's just assume for a moment that Kanye West is right, which he's not. He's wrong about virtually everything. But let's just assume for argument's sake that Kanye West is right. Does that make it okay to praise someone for it? I mean, if Jeffrey Dahmer once raised money for charity or worked at a soup kitchen, should we be praising him for that? No, we'd be talking about all the people that he murdered and ate. That's probably, you know, what we would remember him by, right? So his statement doesn't make any sense. I like Adolf Hitler. Even if Adolf Hitler did do some good things in his life, he is responsible for murdering over 7 million Jews. You think people should say, you know what? Adolf did some bad things, but he also did some really good things. You'd have to be an extremely ignorant and hateful person to make any kind of statement like that. Now, there are people like that in society. What makes this even more dangerous? I'm worried. I'm scared. I'm not a religious person. I never have been a religious person. But I am Jewish. I'm worried. Because when somebody that has a platform as big as Kanye West says the worst, most Jewish-hating comments and praises Adolf Hitler, that gives people an opportunity to not only just agree with him, but to maybe act on his statements with violence. Well, geez, Kanye West is saying so many nice things about Adolf Hitler Look at what happened in Nazi Germany. Maybe I should do those types of things. Maybe Kanye West will start praising me because that's how crazy people think. So now I am at the point where I don't even want to hear from Kanye West. I don't want him to be doing any more interviews. I don't want to hear from him anymore. I don't want to hear him praising Adolf Hitler no more than I want to hear anybody else. But this man has a huge platform. It's different now. The former president of the United States knowing who Kanye West is, knowing the statements that Kanye West has made about Jews over the last couple months, decided to break bread with him and have dinner with him in Fuentes. 
And what got Donald Trump angry about that dinner? It wasn't all the the Jewish tropes and all the anti-Semitism coming out of Kanye West's mouth. That's not what got Donald Trump angry. The statement that got Donald Trump angry, according to sources at that dinner, was when Kanye West said he wanted to run for president and he wanted Donald Trump to be his vice president because it hurt Donald Trump's feelings. It hurt his ego. That's what got Donald Trump angry. Do you see the difference? To any reasonable, normal human being, they would say, I'm not having dinner with that guy. He's a hateful, anti-Jew, anti-American. I would even call him anti-black. When you show up with Candace Owens, another fool, and you wear a White Lives Matter shirt, it is a slap in the face to your own people. He is ignorant. He is mentally ill. He is hateful, anti-Semitic, racist across the board. He is an awful human being, and he's very dangerous. He's very dangerous because of who he is, the money he has, and the platform that he has. He's very dangerous to this country now. It's at that point. It really is at that point now. A few months ago, I said, boy, this guy's a real anti-Semitic boob. He's really a fool. And I thought he would just drown himself. Instead, he decides to go on this tour with this guy Fuentes, who is a known white supremacist, anti-Semitic, Nazi Germany, Holocaust-denying fool. And this is the guy that Kanye West decides to go on this little tour, this hate tour that he's on. But this is a line that even I thought he probably wouldn't cross. I thought after his anti-Semitic statements and his half-hearted apology, I thought that this would be over now and he would learn his lesson. But it's getting worse now. And he can't help himself. He can't. And the, again, the, this is important, too, because if you're doing an interview like this and you decide to give this guy a platform, you have to push back. And whether he walks out of the studio or not, you have to, because if people push back, he'll stop doing interviews. Alex Jones didn't really do that. The only thing that he said, and, and what sh- shouldn't we expect that this is Alex Jones, right? We should expect it. He said, I think most Jews are great people. I think he says, but I agree. There's a Jewish mafia. I don't, I don't even know what that means. There's a Jewish mafia. Jones added, I'm not on what whole Jew thing. Ye replied that his accounts were frozen and that he was threatened with prison time. Jones also accused Planned Parenthood of being an abortion mill that plays on white guilt in order to help us kill black people by soliciting donations from white people. Again, that is completely ridiculous. They get donations from anybody, no matter what the color of their skin is. So again, that is a lie and another conspiracy theory. And that and that's what Alex Jones does. And Kanye West probably agrees with all that stuff. Uh, Kanye West, Jones also went on to say, what type of freakish, crazy world is that? Ye responded, Zionist. And, uh, you know, earlier this week, Ye walked out of an interview with right-leaning podcaster Tim Poole after Poole pushed back on the rapper's previous anti-Semitic conspiracies alleging Jewish control, Jewish people control uh, the news media. By the way, that that is such a, a stupid thing to say. Take a look at the people that that run Fox News, CNN. Take a look at the people that run all these huge media corporations. They're not all Jewish, including the record labels. So that is also a lie. Are there some? Yes, but not. they're not run by all Jewish people. That's also uh, a lie, a Jewish trope and a lie. So before the contentious uh, portion of the interview, he opened up about his finances. He told Poole that the Internal Revenue Service had put a hold on four of his bank accounts because the rapper owes the federal government $50 million in taxes. Fuentes and Yee, of course, dined with Donald Trump just a few days ago. So 
I think while it is freedom of speech and uh, any show could have Kanye West on, they have the right to do that. It is the responsibility. I don't care whether you're a journalist or a talk show host. It is your responsibility to push back on the statements that, that Kanye West makes. And if he walks out of the interview, then let him walk out of the interview. Maybe he'll stop doing interviews. There's always going to be a few people that are going to back him. There's always going to be a few that are going to interview him that are, that are going to back the, the anti-Semitic, disgusting things that he says. But this is like 10 levels above what he did even just a few weeks ago or a month ago. He's now on a tour praising Adolf Hitler. Think about that for a moment. This is somebody that was being praised by the Republican Party not that long ago. This was somebody that was breaking bread with Donald Trump that Donald Trump called a friend. What makes me wonder how many other friends Donald Trump has that feel the same way Kanye West feel. Think about that. That's important. The former president of the United States, I would imagine some of you probably still support Donald Trump. How do you feel about him breaking bread with Kanye West? Forget about even Fuentes. Is that okay? I'll open up the phone lines. What should happen to Kanye West here? Is this just a freedom of speech thing? Kanye West have the right to say whatever he wants to say. He can praise Adolf Hitler. Do you want to give Kanye West a platform to do that? I mean, he has his own platforms. But do you do you think that people now should be giving Kanye West a platform to speak about this? I mean, Chris Cuomo interviewed him a few weeks ago. You know, there are some left-leaning shows that have interviewed Kanye West. Are you okay with that? And what do you think of Kanye West's comments praising Adolf Hitler? I like Adolf Hitler, he said. Adolf Hitler created highways. Adolf Hitler created, you know, microphones. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, that number to call is 702-221-7283. I want to get your thoughts on Kanye West's comments with Alex Jones earlier today, where Kanye West is basically praising Adolf Hitler. Praising Adolf Hitler. I can't believe there are people in society today that are doing this. It's really, it's, it's really unbelievable to me. Again, that number to call your thoughts on Kanye West praising Adolf Hitler on the Alex Jones show today. That number 702-221-7283 is the number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation. Let's go to Carl. Carl, what's going on? Hey, Carl. Listen, this, this thing is ridiculous. Praising Adolf Hitler, Kanye West. Hitler would have had him murdered. He he didn't like black people. He wanted there were no black people in Germany, and any that were there went to concentration camps. So he would have loved uh, Adolf Hitler. Would have done a lot for him, I'm sure. Well, yeah, Kanye and, West uh, is from a biracial family. You're absolutely right. Adolf Hitler back yeah. in the day, if if Kanye was around back then, he and his entire family would have been massacred. Of course. But here's this important thing. Having that dinner with uh, Trump, uh, him and the, uh, I didn't want to use his name. He's such a uh, lowlife. Uh, I know somebody, I have a uh, relative who's in the government and had something to do with the Secret Service at one time. And before you could, even a past president, they're guarded by the Secret Service. You cannot go in to have dinner with them unless you're vetted. Correct. And uh, And he tells them exactly... Trump knew exactly who these people are, but that lie that I didn't know who he was, 
I don't know who David Duke was, the head of the uh, Ku Klux Klan. Right. I don't know. He, he knew who these people because they're vetted, and he's told who these people are. Yep. The Secret Service must do that. Well, Carl, you're right. So and and now uh, Donald Trump, and I appreciate the call, Carl, and it's it's good to hear from you as sure. always. Thank, thank you very much. Sure, um, sure. You know, uh, Carl, you're right, because the Trump administration is now, uh, or those within, I shouldn't say the Trump administration, those in the campaign are now backtracking and saying, oh, now we're going to vet people. No, that's not how it works. If you want to meet with a former president, uh, any person that wants to dine with a former president is always vetted. Uh, we're talking about Kanye West, his statements he made on Alex Jones today, praising Adolf Hitler. Worse than just Jewish tropes. I don't think there's anything worse you can do than say nice things and praise an evil, murderous dictator in Adolf Hitler who killed over 7 million Jews. Why? Because of their religion. And Carl is 100% right. Kanye West comes from a biracial family. Back in the day, Adolf Hitler would have massacred him and his family. But Kanye West is too ignorant to even know that. He wants to talk about how he feels that Adolf Hitler created the microphone. What is he talking about? First of all, it's not true. Adolf Hitler's responsible for highways. I mean, this guy is so dumb and he's so ignorant and he's so hateful. Should people still be giving him a platform? Forget about Alex Jones. I mean, Chris Cuomo gave him a platform on his show just a few weeks ago. Should this guy even be interviewed by anybody anymore? That's my question to you and your thoughts on this. Maybe some of you agree with some of what Kanye West said. Uh, I'd love to hear your defense of that. Number to call 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the program, that number is 221-7283. And I'm probably going to get into this a little bit tomorrow. Because I was very upset with LeBron James' comments that he made last night after his game. And he made some comments once again in defending Kyrie Irving, to an extent defending Kyrie Irving and asking people, why are you not asking about this Jerry Jones photo? There's a photo that came out with it. It's basically a bunch of Klan members. We're talking 50, 60, 60 plus years ago. Uh, and Jerry Jones was in that crowd. And then there were a bunch of African-Americans on the other side. And I'm thinking to myself, that happened over... 50. That happened before you were even born, LeBron. Jerry Jones has addressed that picture. We're talking about things that happened recently. Let me give you an example. If Jerry Jones or a white owner of a professional sports franchise was seen, for example, at a Ku Klux Klan meeting, it would be all over the news. LeBron would be asked about it. Everybody would be asked about it. It would be all over the networks. The reason why nobody's asking LeBron James about that today in 2022 is because it's something that happened 50 years ago. That's why. Why is LeBron so dumb that he doesn't understand this? I agree with LeBron when it comes to a lot of issues that he raises within the black communities. I understand. I agree with him. And he's done some really good things. But boy, he said some really stupid things. Kyrie Irving retweeted this documentary and praised this documentary with a bunch of Jewish tropes this year in 2022. If Jerry Jones retweeted something or promoted a movie that promoted bigotry and hatred towards black people, you're damn right every network would cover it. The reason why they're not covering it to the extent that he thinks they should be covering it is because it happened 50 years ago. That's why. Why is that so hard for some people to understand? We got Stephen A. Smith, who I don't always agree with, who's defending LeBron James when it comes to this stuff. It's nonsense. It's called whataboutism. Do we remember the former owner 
Donald Sterling from the L.A. Clippers. And what did Donald Sterling do? Well, I don't agree with what he did. He didn't like his girlfriend at the time hanging out with Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson was black. That was on every single network across the country. Black players were asked in press conferences about this nonstop. So LeBron James is wrong. He is 150% wrong. Stephen A. Smith is wrong. Because if a player in the NBA does something like this now, in 2022, if an owner does something like this now, they will be asked about it. The media will cover it. Not something that happened 50 years ago. And Jerry Jones has already answered this on multiple occasions he's addressed this issue. LeBron James is wrong. Why is it? That when somebody like a dope, like Kyrie Irving does something like this, why do we have to use whataboutism? Why is it LeBron James is doing that? So that's something that Republicans do a lot of. I, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. I, I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. All right. Number to call 702-221-7283. And again, that number 221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go back. To, do we have somebody on the phone lines? Okay, two two one seven two eight three is the number to call if you want to be a part of the program. I just don't understand it. I really don't. I don't get it. Why is LeBron James, in a way, defending Kyrie Irving and saying, well, how come the media is not asking about Jerry Jones? Hey, LeBron, because it's something that happened 50 years ago. That's why it doesn't make it right. It happened 50 years ago. Why is that so hard for some of you to understand? I, I, I just don't get it. There is no comparison. Jerry Jones has been asked about it multiple times on multiple occasions. And LeBron wants to compare that to a player in today's day and age. A player in today's day and age that appears, appears to support an anti-Semitic movie with a bunch of tropes. All Jews are devils. If you don't understand that point, Stephen A. Smith doesn't understand that point, and LeBron James doesn't understand that point, then they're just either extremely biased people or very stupid. I really don't know what else to say. I don't think, I don't think Stephen A. Smith is a dumb guy, but I just think he's getting wrapped up in LeBron supporting one of his brothers. And in that aspect of it, Defending somebody who shouldn't be defended. I don't like what Jerry Jones did 50 years ago, but it was 50 years ago. We're talking about 2022. We're talking about events that happen now, not 50 years ago. And Donald Sterling made some racist statements. He was the former owner of the Clippers, and he was outed for it. But it didn't happen 50 years ago. It was in this era, and that's why he was treated that way. Kyrie Irving did, did not retweet an anti-Semitic movie 50 years ago before he was born. He did it in 2022. That's why they're being talked about it now. Kanye West is on an anti-Semitic hate tour. That's what it is. It's happening now. And that's why people should be asked about it now. People that continue to work with Kanye West. That's why. That's why. So you know what? Since I'm talking about LeBron James, why don't we play the audio for you? Here is LeBron James in his own words and what I am talking. I was going to do this a little bit tomorrow, but you know what? Let's do it right now because I am so angry at LeBron. Here's what LeBron James had to say in his press conference yesterday in regards to Kyrie Irving and Jerry Jones. Listen to this. I was wondering why I haven't gotten a question from you guys about the Jerry Jones photo. 
And when the Kyrie thing was going on, you guys were quick to ask us questions about that. Okay. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I don't even want you guys to say nothing. When I watched Kyrie talk and he says, I know who I am, but I want to keep the same energy when we're talking about my people and the things that we've been through. And that Jerry Jones photo is one of those moments that our people, black people, have been through in America. And I feel like as a black man, as a black athlete, as someone with power and a platform, when we do something wrong or, or something that people don't agree with, it's on every single tabloid, every single news coverage, it's on the bottom ticker, it's asked about every single day. But it seems like to me that the whole Jerry Jones situation photo, and I know it was years and years ago and we all make mistakes, I get it. But it seemed like it's just been buried under like, oh, it happened, okay, we just, we just move on. And I was just kind of disappointed that I haven't received that question from you guys. Appreciate it. So first of all, he doesn't even allow the media to respond. He just walks off. That's that's complete arrogance. That's number one. Number two, he's 100% wrong. And I'll repeat it once again. Jerry Jones was asked about this on multiple occasions. He owned it. This happened 50 years ago. I guarantee you, if Jerry Jones was seen at a Klan rally or anything even close to that, it would be all over the news. It would be on every network, and we all would be talking about it, and players would be asked about it. The reason why that's not happening today is because this happened 50 years ago. How many times do I need to say it? How, is, how can LeBron possibly be this stupid? He's so ignorant. And he said ignorant things before. I know America has a long way to go, but we're certainly in a better place now than we were 50 years ago. That's for sure. Every black person that I speak to doesn't say that every single time they leave their home, they're feeling like they be, they're being hunted. That's LeBron's opinion. That's his upbringing. And that's fine. I respect it. That's his opinion. But LeBron doesn't speak for all black people. I speak to many of my friends who are black that are angered by some of the things that LeBron says. LeBron is 100% wrong. A man, a black man, in the NBA in 2022 is endorsing anti-Semitism. That's why players are asked about it. And if you had a white man in 2022, whether he's a player or an owner in the NBA, endorsing hatred towards black people, that would be all over the news also. That is where LeBron is wrong. These days, Jerry Jones isn't endorsing that sort of hatred. Now, you can criticize Jerry Jones, say he hasn't hired a black coach. You can think that Jerry Jones is a racist, and that's fine. If you want to have that opinion, that's fine. But this picture is from 50 years ago. It doesn't make it right. I'm not endorsing it. Obviously, it's awful that Jerry Jones, you know, was in that sort of behavior uh, back then. But it was 50 years ago. Does LeBron not understand how the media works? Does he not understand how the news cycle works? Kyrie Irving didn't do this, you know, 30 years ago. He did it today. He did it in 2022. That's why he's being asked about that. 
Oh my God. Why is it always what aboutism when it comes to a Jewish trope? Why do they have to do this? And I say they, I'm not saying everybody. I'm talking about people like LeBron and those in the right wing media, many of them. Why does it have to be what aboutism? Well, you know, you attacked me for, and by the way, LeBron wasn't attacked. You went after Kyrie Irving. Yeah, rightfully so, because Kyrie was wrong, and then he didn't apologize for it, and then he finally owned it after he was fined. Yeah, Kyrie deserves everything he got, and LeBron deserved to ask the question. It's interesting. When all this stuff went on, LeBron didn't voluntarily talk about it. He had to be asked about it. So my question to LeBron, I'm going to flip the page a little bit and flip things around. Why is it when it's somebody who is black, who is mistreated, which I'm okay with him talking about it because I'm with him on that. Why is it he's the first person to talk about it on Twitter, but when it comes to anti-Semitism, nothing? Funny, I haven't heard LeBron talk about Kanye West, have you? Didn't hear him being the first person talking about Kyrie Irving, have you? What about Miles Leonard? I didn't hear LeBron talking about that. When it comes to anti-Semitism, why are so many of these black players in the NBA not talking about that? And I support any black player in the NBA who wants to talk about equality, I support them taking a knee. I'm not a big Colin Kaepernick fan, but I think his heart was in the right place. I support all these peaceful protests. I support the Black Lives Matter movement. I work with the local NAACP. I'm not one of those people. But LeBron is wrong. Stop conflating what Kyrie Irving did and Jewish tropes and anti-Semitism to a picture that Jerry Jones is in from 50 effing years ago. There is no comparison. We know all the atrocities that took place. Let's focus on now. Does that mean every single time you bring up atrocities that black people have faced, you also have to bring up the Holocaust? No, I wouldn't want you to do that. If you're going to bring up George Floyd, should you bring up the Holocaust? No. Doesn't mean we forget it, but it doesn't mean you have to bring up the Holocaust every time you bring up an atrocity or, or something hatred that happens to somebody who's black. You get my point. I'm tired of LeBron. I'm tired of his ignorance and stupidity. Has he done some good things in his life? Absolutely. I'm not talking about basketball. Could care less about that right now. I'm talking about the school that he, uh, was a big part of in Ohio. That saved lives. I give him all the credit in the world for that. When somebody does something stupid, and in this case it's anti-Semitism and promoting an anti-Semitic movie, stop talking about something else or a picture that was from 50 years ago. Why would anybody ask LeBron about that? Not even involved in the NBA. Why would any, anybody in the media want to ask LeBron about a Jerry Jones photo from 50 years ago? It makes absolutely no sense. It's ridiculous, and it's a ridiculous point that LeBron made. Stephen A. Smith is defending LeBron for his statements. I find it purely ignorant. And what arrogance to put down the microphone and walk away and not even let the media respond. Well, I know what you're accusing the media of. Oh, you don't care about black people. When it comes to Jewish people, you're going to... But what you don't care about black people. What a, what a horrendous thing to say. And that is what he is insinuating, that as, as members of the... It's an, I'm insulted as a Jewish member of the media that I don't care what happened to black people 40, 50, 60 years ago. Who, you know, nobody's asking about the Jerry Jones photo 50 years ago, but you want to harp on Kyrie Irving. It's the dumbest and it's the, one of the most insulting things that LeBron has said. And it's absurd. And I am angry. If you, if you can't tell, I am angry. You know, when it comes to any type of atrocity or something that happens to a black person, I get it. LeBron's going to be the first one to talk about it. But when it comes to the Jewish people, let's just lay that low. Let's move on. Yeah, that's what LeBron is doing. 
And it's, it's sickening to me. It's sickening. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll take a deep breath when we come back. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Uh, apparently, J-Lo is uh, going to be singing some Whitney Houston songs. They're going to be honoring Whitney Houston and uh, might not be the best pick. I have the audio to prove that. Uh, and we will also get to some other news of the day. Donald Trump's taxes released, not publicly. We'll talk about that, and uh, we'll get to some more stuff a little bit later on in the next segment. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. And also, phone lines are always open here, 702-221-7283. Again, that number, 221-7283, if you want to be a part of the program. We'll take a quick break, and we will be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com.
Hi, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits. Um, on a Thursday, I want a programming note to give to you. Really, uh, really love having this guy on. He's been on the show before. He lost his daughter in the Parkland school shooting, and he has been uh advocate for uh, certainly uh, stronger gun laws being put on the books. Fred Gutenberg will be joining us on the show tomorrow. Fred is such a great man, and he was just in the courtroom. As you know, the shooter in the Parkland school shooting did not get the death penalty, got life uh, in prison without the possibility of parole. And Gutenberg, I think, had one of the best uh, speeches, I guess you could call it a speech or statements, in the courtroom before the sentencing. And uh, Fred is such a great guy. I have so much respect for him. So he's going to be joining us on the show tomorrow. And I really look forward to that. Also, you know, more hate when it comes to the gay community, when it comes to transgenders. Uh, we know that the shooting that just took place in Colorado happened at a nightclub that was LGBT friendly. So uh, she ran for president. She is a transgender woman. Eva Chase will be joining us on the show tomorrow as well to talk about that. So looking forward to that. And coming up in hour number two, we got a couple of great guests as well. As I like to call him, the man, the myth, the legend, Ron Futrell from Channel 8 Sports will be joining us at the top of the hour. Uh, he just came from UNLV basketball practice. How about those Rebels, man? I'm really happy for Kevin. They're undefeated right now. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because their next game, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is in Henderson against Hawaii. They're playing a game in Henderson. And I watched Hawaii yesterday lose to a team that has only been a Division One team for two years. Hawaii's really bad. So I don't think UNLV is going to have a problem in that game. But, uh, Ron, we'll talk to Ron about that coming up. And uh, uh, also looking forward uh, from Morning Blend. I always love having her on. Uh, of course, I'm talking about J.J. Snyder. She's going to be joining us in hour number two as well. So looking forward to that. So we've been talking a little bit about Kanye West and his stupid statements. A lot of people that make a lot of stupid statements, right? But if they have platforms, it can hurt people. Kanye West praising Adolf Hitler can hurt people. It can harm people. It can incite violence. I don't know if you remember this duo of Diamond and Silk, but uh, Diamond and Silk, they were registered Democrats back in 2013, but the, the, the sister duo decided to have these uh, incoherent rants about Donald Trump and pro-Donald Trump and pro-right-wing conservative values, and they made a name for themselves, but they made a name for themselves with hateful rhetoric, and they made a name for themselves with COVID misinformation. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It turns out that Diamond of Diamond and Silk is now fighting for her life in the hospital with COVID. These are the same kinds of people that said COVID was a hoax, that it was a democratic hoax. Well, I guess that's not a hoax because one of these people are now in the hospital fighting for their lives. So I want to play you this audio. This is Diamond and Silk. I want you to listen to the statements that they made. And this is just one of the, one of the rants that they made. This is a statement that they made about COVID during COVID while it was going on. Have a listen to this. And said on March the 24th, Tuesday, this past week, my president said that he would love Come for on. America to be back up and running. I knew this was going to happen. Oh, yeah. I knew he said after he said this, wait, wait, wait. this was going to yeah. happen. Go ahead. At the time he said it, there was 25,489 cases with 307 deaths. Mm. Instantaneously, 
You had the media calling President Trump out. He wanted open by Easter. He wants this open by Easter. Me and you were talking. I said, now watch the numbers of deaths go up. Right. Watch everything mm -hmm. increase because they wanted to make it want to make it look bad. That's right. In front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. Here it is five days later, mm -hmm. five days later as of yesterday, it jumped from 25,489 cases up to 121,478 cases. It oh. went from 307 deaths to 2,026 deaths in, in five, five days. days. All right. So you can hear how stupid they sound and what they're insinuating is that uh, well that's what they're saying they're saying that the the counts of cases of covid went up when trump was president because they i don't even know who they're referring to as they the cdc who knows they are just trying to make donald trump look bad and and it's not reality that all these cases are going up well these two dopes uh they probably don't understand that over a million people have died of covid in this country since it started and now diamond of diamond and silk is in the hospital fighting for life from covid so Here's the reality. Silk of Diamond and Silk is asking for your prayers. Silk of Diamond and Silk is asking for thoughts and prayers in hopes that Diamond can get out of this thing alive. What Silk has not said is that her sister is fighting for her life from COVID. Let me be the first one to tell you I'm the last person that'll put any thoughts and prayers when it comes to Diamond and Silk. Okay, I don't care what happens to Diamond. I'm not rooting for her to die. I don't root for anybody to die, but I'll tell you this, when Rush Limbaugh passed away, there was one less buffoon on the planet. One less hateful buffoon on the planet when Rush Limbaugh died. I'm not rooting for Diamond to die, but let's put this in perspective. Her sister wants us to pray for her sister as she's on her deathbed dying of COVID, perhaps? No, I'm not going to do that. And if she does die, I'm not going to be shedding one tear because you and your dope sister for several years now, have been spreading COVID misinformation. You don't get any of my thoughts and prayers. If you're one of those people that has spread COVID misinformation, and you are one of those people that has lied without any medical experience, lying about COVID, lying about masks, lying about the vaccines, lying, saying that Democrats created COVID. If you're one of those people, if you die of COVID, I don't care. I don't care. Quite frankly, you deserve it. And I'm not rooting for you to die. I'm not rooting for you to get COVID and get sick. But we know that Diamond of Diamond and Silk did not get vaccinated either. Spreading misinformation about COVID, spreading misinformation about the vaccinations. Her sister's now asking us to thoughts and prayers. Did they put their thoughts and prayers in when Fetterman had a stroke? I would, I would beg probably not, right? Probably not. And by the way, these aren't the first right wing nut jobs who are anti-vaccine and spread COVID mis misinformation that have gotten sick or maybe even died of COVID. There are right-wing talk show hosts. If you don't believe me, all you got to do is Google it. There are multiple right-wing talk show hosts who spread misinformation about COVID. They spread misinformation about the vaccines, and now they're dead. They died of COVID. So no, I'm not going to be giving any of my thoughts and prayers to Diamond of Diamond and Silk. In fact, they're the last people that I'll be praying for. No. I pray for good people to make it. I pray for innocent good people that don't spread lies, hatred, propaganda, and misinformation. In this case, medical misinformation. Those are the people that I tend to pray for. I will not be praying for Diamond. If she makes it through, fine. If she doesn't make it through, fine. I don't 
care. Just like I didn't care when Rush Limbaugh passed away of cancer because he was a cancer to this country. Spreading hatred every day on the radio. And I heard people, oh, let's pray for Rush Limbaugh. Donald Trump giving him an award, a medal. What is it? The medal of hatred? I don't pray for these people. I don't pray for bad people. I don't pray for people that spread misinformation. How many people died in this country from medical misinformation when it came to COVID? Really, how many people lost their lives when right-wing propagandist talk show hosts would go on the air, and they still do, Wayne Allen Cook, who does a show in Las Vegas every day, says that millions of people are dying from the vaccines. It is a blatant lie. It is untrue. But when you make claims like that that are not true, that are unsubstantiated, there are going to be many, many people. I don't know how many listeners he have, but I would imagine he has some. There are going to be listeners that are going to believe him that are not going to get vaccinated. Some of those people, I would imagine, will be infected and some of those people will die because a guy like Wayne Allen Cook goes on the air and makes unsubstantiated claims that the vaccines are killing millions of people. With every vaccination, there's going to be a risk. With every vaccination, there's going to be a small group of people that are going to have adverse effects. More than half the world has taken the vaccinations. And I personally haven't heard of one case with proof of somebody that has died directly from taking the vaccine. Not one. I'm sure there's probably a few, but not one. And you have somebody on the air in this city that is saying millions of people have died of the vaccines. And people that work at that station allow that stuff to be said. We are entitled to our own opinions. I don't have a problem with that. If somebody wants to go on the air and say Donald Trump is the best president of all time, I'll probably laugh at you, but you have the right to say that. That's an opinion. We are not entitled to our own facts. And when you say millions of people have died from the vaccines, that is a lie. That is not true. If you want to say you don't want to take the vaccine, you're not comfortable, fine. That's your opinion. Millions of people have not died from the vaccine. That is a lie. And I'm sick of people spreading lies. Diamond and Silk are some of those people. And now Diamond is fighting for her life in a hospital. I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I've said this on the show before, and I'll say it again. If you are not vaccinated and you chose not to get a vaccine, I don't think the hospital should take you in. Because you have put everybody at risk and you've decided not to take a vaccine. And now all of a sudden you want help. Now all of a sudden you're going to be admitted into the ICU. Well, you stupid idiots, if you didn't take, if you took the vaccine, there's probably a good chance you wouldn't be in the hospital. How stupid do you have to be? Oh, I'm sure Diamond had no problem going to the hospital, right? She had no problem taking one of those ICU beds. Why don't you save those for the people that actually did take the vaccine or people that need to have surgery? You decided not to take care of yourself and your own body. Yes, that was your right. But I think it should be the hospital's right not to take you in if you haven't gotten vaccinated. That's my personal opinion. So no, no thoughts and prayers, no prayers for Diamond. Whatever happens to you, I don't care, quite frankly, because you spread the medical misinformation, medical misinformation, and you deserve what's coming to you. End of story. End of story. I am really glad that we are in a better place in this country. Glad that we don't have to wear masks anymore. Glad that businesses are allowed to reopen. I hope we never have to go through that hell that we had to go through for several years. And I was one of those people before the vaccines were out. I almost lost my life to COVID before the vaccines came out. I was in the ICU for two weeks. I saw people die around me and the brave men and women, the doctors and the nurses saved my life. And I'll always be 
always be thankful to them. I got COVID for a second time. I was vaccinated. It was a minor cold. And if, as I was talking to my doctor, she told me, and she's probably right, that the vaccine could have saved my life. And it probably did. As I get older, some would say maybe wiser, maybe not. I don't know. That's, that's debatable. But as I get older, I have a lower tolerance for stupid people. Just on uh, social media yesterday, I was called liberal scum. I posted a video of the brave two officers that I had in studio yesterday. I had two officers in studio. Or I'm sorry, Tuesday I had them in studio. My apologies. I had two brave lieutenants in studio yesterday. Or Tuesday. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, I'm losing my mind. And these, uh, this officer and his friend, both lieutenants in North Las Vegas with 50 years of experience. I wanted to get the word out that they're not getting, at least one of the officers in studio, not getting the health care that he deserves with the heart issues that he has. And North Las Vegas refuses to pay for it. I wanted to spread the word. So a friend of mine posted that interview on social media. And somebody in that social media post called me liberal scum and a douche. (laughs) Now, I kind of laughed at it. And then I thought to myself, what kind of person does that? You know, it's one thing if you disagree with some of my politics. But here I am trying to raise awareness with uh, these officers that are having issues after they retire. I'm trying to help them. And somebody calls me scum for doing so. It's, it's really bizarre. Now, to no surprise, the person who made that statement about me is an alt-right nut job. So, you know, should we be surprised? I guess if you don't support Donald Trump and you don't support the fringe right, that makes you liberal scum. So as I responded, I said, maybe I'll change my show instead, you know, the name of the show instead of pushing the limits. Let's call it the Brian Liberal Scumbag Show. I kind of like that. It kind of has a ring to it. Uh, I'm used to being called things before. That You know, the, the, the last radio station that I was on, very conservative radio station. That would be kindly putting it. I am so glad I'm not on that station anymore because it's a joke. As many of these talk stations in this town are, they're all right-wing Republican echo chambers. It's a joke. But I was on that station for several years doing a show. And I mean, I received death threats. Why? Because I called somebody a right-wing buffoon? Because I don't kiss the ring of Donald Trump? Why? Because I don't spew the nonsense that so many on the right spew these days. So I guess that makes me scum. And I, you know, I, I guess that would endorse somebody in sending me a death threat. You know, all I try to do is I go on the radio every day. Yeah, I speak my mind. I'm very opinionated. I'm also honest. I don't say anything on the air I don't truly believe. And I try to call something out when I see it. doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or or, or a Democrat. I remember when Ilhan Omar made anti-Semitic tropes. I was all over it. And I, I wish she wasn't in office, quite frankly. I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi. I'm not a fan of Chuck Schumer. Heck, I'm not even a huge fan of Joe Biden. But I think he's doing, at this stage, a decent job for his age. And I will certainly vote for him over Donald Trump if, if he runs against Trump in 2024, if Biden runs. Does that make me a liberal? Does that make me a scum? Midterm elections, I voted for some Republicans. I did. I voted for Patsy Brown. I voted for Tim Treffinger because I know them personally. I think they're very decent people. I don't like Steve Wolfson. 
I voted for multiple Republicans. I voted for Stavros Anthony. He came in studio. I don't agree with a lot of his policies, but I think he's a decent man. Find me a liberal that votes like that. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't vote for Barack Obama. You know why? Because I thought whether it was Obama or Mitt Romney, the country would be okay because they are decent people. I don't always agree with Mitt Romney. Don't always agree with Barack Obama. Decent people. When John McCain ran against Obama, while I was not a fan of Sarah Palin at all, and I thought about voting for Barack Obama because of that reason alone, I didn't vote for McCain or Obama because I would have been okay with either of them winning because John McCain was a hero and a decent man. That's what I vote on. That's what I look for. If you think that makes me liberal scum, so be it. You're a moron for thinking that, but you can think whatever you like. I really don't care. I'm going to continue doing what I do. I enjoy it. I, I try to call out things on both sides when I see it. Just these days in 2022, I don't agree with a lot of what Republicans stand for. Quite frankly, I don't even know what Republicans stand for. Uh, maybe somebody can help me on that. I don't know. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break before we do. So I want to tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They're located at 6125 West Sahara Avenue. No appointment needed. Please give them a call. 702-248-0554. You can visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. They take most insurances. If you don't have insurance, they only charge $95. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes, man. You can't ask for a better place uh, to get the health care that you need. They're awesome. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Please check them out and tell them that I sent you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to move on to sports. Yes, the calming. Well, to some people, it's calming. Unless you're sitting sitting in the black hole at Allegiant Stadium at a Raiders game when they lose to the Colts. Uh, it, it's mostly calm. Mostly calm. Uh, Ron Futrell from Channel 8 Sports will be joining us next. Plenty to get to with him. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Pushing the Limits, hour number two. Thank you so much for joining us. We talked about a lot of very serious topics in hour number one. And uh, that's what I do here, man. I, I like talking about serious, controversial topics that affect you and affect me. But you know what? The local sports scene can affect you as well in your mental status. Just ask some Raiders fans this year with the ups and downs of what went on. And what better person to talk about that and some Rebel basketball and VGK hockey. And God, there's so much to get to with the man, the myth, the legend himself who joins us right now on the line, Ron Futrell. Mr. Futrell, how's it going? Oh, damn, don't forget the rodeo, by the oh. way. Mm. I just went out to my car and got my cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> and I'm... I'm walking into an event right now for the National Finals Rodeo here in town, so I hope you ain't forgetting the Cowboys. The Cowgirls, I like the accent. Oh, I definitely don't forget about the Cowgirls. Uh, so, <laughs> is the rodeo in town? I didn't even know that. It is in town, and that's why I was over Rebel basketball practice at Mendenhall because of Thomas Max filled with dirt. Yeah, is that why the Thomas and Max smells like fertilizer like the entire month of it December? Does. Yeah, is that why? Yep, 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 yep. Did you ever get? So, did you ever get into this sport? I just can't get into it, man. No, I, but it's here every year. I, I, I recognize it for for what it is. It's pretty cool, um, and a great event for Las Vegas. But I, I got a cowboy. I got to tell you a quick story. Can I tell you a quick sure. story about the cowboy? Absolutely. I, and I seriously, I have it in my hand. I just got it clean because it's 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 forty, almost forty years old. First national finals rodeo, nineteen eighty five. Oh my god. And they sent us in the media, they sent us a gift box worth like two grand. And this is 1985 money. 
it had skull chewing tobacco in it. It had um, <laughs> drinks. Um, it had some chaps. It had some boots. Resist all boots. Wait, hold on. Um, they gave the media drugs? Oh, boots. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and a hat. Okay. And, and, and a leather jacket. It had two grand worth of stuff, probably. Wow. wow. So it, I didn't, I, no, I didn't know that it was going to be there. I didn't know that I had received it, but I get called in my news director's office, and he's got this box of all this stuff there. <laughs> and he says, Ron, what's this? This is a violation of your contract. You could get fired over this. I'm going to have to write you up. What? Um, this can never happen again. I said, I don't even know that it was being sent. I said, and I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I, I've taken plenty of freebies over the years but right. <laughs> that I knew about. This I didn't even know about. So anyway. Wow. Um, so... So your boss, your there. boss back then sounded like a complete idiot. By the way, no, he was the guy. Okay, he was the guy <laughs> in no office space. The office space. Oh, he Bill Lumberg. You, you had so Lumberg. Lumberg was your mm-hmm. uh, was your boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was him. So anyway, so anyway he gets, so it's in his office. I've told everybody in the newsroom about this story that I'm sort of pissed off that I had all this stuff me, and it's just sitting there. He gets fired right before Christmas. And so I go into the office, I grab <laughs> my box stuff, and I'm laughing. I'm handing out all the stuff to everybody in the newsroom, <laughs> but I kept the hat. I've got the hat right here. It's, it's Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association, PRCA. It's uh, a hat that, yeah, that they sent me <laughs> that I've kept for now almost 40 years. That is so awesome. Who did you give the tobacco to? Do you remember? The chew? I don't know. I don't know. It's just <laughs> Anybody in the room that wanted I tell you, you're lucky. You're saying you got like $2,000 worth of stuff. You're lucky to get $2 worth of stuff in the media gift bag today, right? Oh, now it's a whole different world. Yeah. They used to send presents. All the casinos would send us Christmas presents. We'd get baskets every day and all sorts of fun things like gift baskets. Um, it'd be, you know, you name it. There would be I'm trying it. to remember like what, what are the best gifts? Like I remember when the NBA summer league came to town, Warren Ligari, I'm friends with him. He's a great guy. He always gives me like a gift basket of stuff. And I, but it's like, you know, maybe 20 or 30 bucks worth of stuff, but I, I'm very appreciative of it. When anybody yeah. gives me anything, I'm, I'm appreciative of it, you know, but uh, I'll take a free meal, you know, but, but like $2,000 worth of stuff. Those Cowboys have money, right, Ron? <laughs> well, they did. Well, first of all, let's go here. They were not selling out the rodeo here. Um, and so they, um, hold on. Oh, there's, they're playing music in here now. Uh-oh. I'm at a luncheon for the, to, to, to hear it. Hold on. I do. What kind of music? That's live is music. That's country right there. What, what event that's, are you at right cowboy. now? Tell people where you're that's at. Cowboy right music. Now. You're not at the Red I'm, Rooster, I'm, I'm right? Where are Virgin. you? No, I'm at the, <laughs> no, I'm at the Virgin. Uh, used to be the Hard Rock. I'm still going to call it the Hard Rock. <laughs> and they're honoring, they're honoring some rodeo guys that are going to be put in the, in their Hall of Fame. Can you Ty name Murray, me? Can you Charmaine name James. me three rodeo guys that are in the Hall of Fame? Because I couldn't do it. Ty, Ty Murray. Okay. Charmaine James. You're a better man than and, I. And uh, Brazil. Uh, the, the Brazil. Only because they're being honored here today. I'm a big Brazil but, fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so, so so they yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of it's, it, there were no okay. Here's what I wanted to tell you. Um, when the rodeo first came here in '85, it was not sold out. It wasn't sold out for three or four years. There were tickets available, right. so they were trying to promote it to to build it up to where it's at today. This event, and so which wow. is which is pretty big for wow. Vegas. No, oh, it is. But again, I'm from LA, so there's no cowboy in me type of thing. There isn't my dad, so I guess I'm sort of. He's from Texas, yeah. but um, but there's no real cowboy in me, so. I got the hat. I wear it and I pretend. And I heard a rumor. Tell. I heard a rumor. I, besides I, the front, <laughs> I heard a rumor. Besides the front, 
I don't know if this is true okay. or not, Ron. Maybe you can confirm this to me. I heard that there's a rumor that maybe Kanye West will be singing the national anthem. Is there any truth to that? I have no idea. I'll oh, ask okay. when I get in here, though. <laughs> yeah, please do. Um, ask them. Is Kanye going to be singing? By the way, his, yay. his, his name yeah. is Jay. Yeah. I have to his ask you, in this day and age, because I don't know if you've been following the news this morning, that yay, before we get to the Rebels and all the sports stuff, that yay, we played some of the audio. He huh. appeared on the Alex Jones show today praising Adolf Hitler. I'm just, I mean, I know that's a very touchy subject to talk about the rodeo and then talk about Adolf Hitler, but what do you make about somebody, because you've been in this business for a long time in the media, what do you make about somebody who makes an appearance, who not only makes a bunch of anti-Semitic tropes constantly, but today takes it even a step further, if that's possible, praising Adolf Hitler? I mean, I'm just curious, like, what do you make of that? How did he praise him? What did he praise him? That he likes his, yeah, he he's nice to his dogs? He likes Adolf Hitler. He's done a lot of positive things for people. He he created highways and microphones and uh, all the positive things. And And he said, quote, I like Adolf Hitler. He said that Mussolini got the trains to run on time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and got us and Hitler gave us Volkswagens. Is that a pause? My first car was a Volkswagen. I, I guess, but it's like, it's like when you're, no, yeah. but no, that's <laughs> insane. It's absolutely, no, it's insane. It's crazy. Um, you, you could do, you, oh, everybody can do something positive. Oh yeah, we all do. We're going to do something positive, but when he has, he's sort of on the negative side of things. Sort of <laughs> yeah. that sort of ways. Yeah, yeah, I would say sort of so. Ways heavier. Yeah. Let's go there. I would say yeah, so. I'm going to go the negative side. It's this yeah. is going to uh, control the the news uh, throughout the day today. There's no question about that. And and listen, not to get into the political front with you, but you know, again, the former president just had dinner with him uh, a few days ago. So so that's going to be uh, t- yeah. That, that, that's going to be yeah. talked about. That, um, that, that's hey, hey, what um, what Biden uh, Obama did? What, what, what? Okay, what Obama? Yeah. What, um, well, I yeah, I think, did, but I think you tell me Obama did. I, I trust you, Brian. Sure. Well, you know, I think I think if Jimmy Ob- Carter did, I think what? in the last in the last two months, anybody who has dinner with this man, I have a problem with If we're going to if Barack Obama had dinner with Kanye West uh, eight years ago, Kanye West wasn't making anti-Semitic tropes. I'm, I'm talking about right now in the area. I think you get what I'm saying. Like, Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Well, if if Barack Obama's had dinner with Kanye West in the last couple months, then I would say the same thing. It's despicable. Uh, nobody should be associating themselves with a with a Hitler lover, and that's clearly what Kanye West is. And it's a, it's a bad look, and 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 it's it, it's just terrible. Who's going to be the new UNLV football coach? <laughs> yeah, let's yet? let's talk about that. That's probably a, a more yeah, fun I mean, topic to, to talk about. Um, what was your first reaction, Ron, when you uh, when you heard that uh, Marcus Royal was fired? I'm curious. What was your My first... first reaction? Was the timing here is goofy, um, and and after doing a little bit more research, figured it out. It, it seems even more goofy, but understandable if, if that makes sense. But yes. it was. Wait a second. They're going to. <laughs> they're going to be able to have the um, paint the cannon and fire the coach, but um, they did not want Marcus Arroyo there. At they didn't want that visual because they were getting rid of him. He had already gotten his papers before that Reno game. He had his pink slip in his pocket, um, so he knew he was done. It was basically dead man walking in that sense. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they beat Reno only complicated the situation that they were going to get rid of him. Anyway, because of the six-game losing streak, the horrible. Wait, so you're saying Arroyo so, knew he was going to yeah. be let go after the Hawaii yeah. game? Yes. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. When did that come out? Yeah, I don't know if he'll say it, but um, yes. Oh. But I've okay. had people over there tell me that he that he was aware that he was done, and so then the complication came when they beat Reno, and they're going to have this ceremony. They got to go. Okay, I guess we're going to have to hustle this up. We can't have him go out there and just. Um, and celebrate with the players, and then what? Later that afternoon, fire them? Um, later that week? Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So they had to hustle that up. 
But Ron, and you've been so doing that, this a long that's where time. They're timing off. Uh, that's I didn't know that, Ron. That's interesting. But you, you've been doing this a long time, and as you know, in the history of UNLV football, they give coaches more than three years, and this has been a bad program for a long time. Now, I think this was the right decision. I applaud Harper. I hope he makes a good hire. I have faith that he most likely will, Ron. But would you agree with me? Because, you know, Arroyo, I, I think you'll agree with me on this. Sanchez was really good with the media. I really like Tony Sanchez. I still talk to yeah. him once in a while. I liked Bobby Houck. I thought he was great with the media. Sanford was okay, but that's when I just got here. I, I had just been in here in the media. I just thought Arroyo was terrible with the media. He had an arrogance about him that, that not a lot of people liked. It rubbed people the wrong way. Do you agree? Yeah, he was aloof and caustic at times. He never was with me. He was always fine with me. So I but I, but but you can sort of tell he had that that sort of mentality about him, and it it did rub it rubbed people that he shouldn't rub the wrong way, boosters, uh, local football coaches, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't care. I uh, listen. I you could be caustic to me. I interviewed Mike Tyson throughout his career, and, <laughs> and every other and Marvin Hagler. Right, he wasn't real happy um, at times, you know. But but I liked him. I uh, like interviewing those guys, but you never knew what you were going to get uh, with them. Uh, Larry Holmes, let's go through the crib. You know, you don't get more caustic than than a fighter um, for a lot of reasons. And football coaches are like that as well. And he's, he's more like that. I mean, look back over the years of some of the great Harvey Hyde was great. When I first got here, uh, go down the list of all that. John Robinson uh, was, was marvelous to work with. Uh, Jeff Horton was my, well, probably one of my favorites is just how good he was. I mean, none of these guys won to the degree that Harvey did. Harvey first year I got here, 84, he was 11 and two. They won the California bowl. Um, so, Football can win here. It's won here in the past in Vegas. Um, Ron Meyer went undefeated um, one season here in the seventies. Uh, so, so they've had they've had good football coaches that have been able to win here, but it's just been but it's been forty years. So they got they got to do something different here. I don't know what they're going to do. I want Deion Sanders. What do you think? Would Neon work in Vegas? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Neon, Deion? I might have, you know, I might have a different opinion than a lot of people. Listen, you hire Deion Sanders, it's going to get a lot of people excited. It'll get a lot of people in the seats. It's not going to happen anyway. It's just like the whole Rick Pitino thing. Uh, oh, let's get Rick Pitino. That didn't, it's not going to happen. Deion Sanders, I don't think he would take the job. But even if he did, I want somebody that, has winning head coaching D1 experience. Now, you're not going to get a phenomenal coach that would go to a, a big-time program, but you can get a coach that has some history of winning that I believe would come here. That's the kind of coach that I want. 11-0 and at Jackson State is Dion. By the way, here's a, here's a heads-up for you. His girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, been with her for 10 years now, Tracy Edmonds. Mm -hmm. uh, Tracy McCorn Edmonds. Is her name. She's a Hollywood producer, and she was Babyface's ex-wife. They have two kids together. But been, been with Dion now for 10 years. She went to Valley High School. She's a Viking, okay? She graduated from Valley High School when she was 16. Her dad is George McCorn. It was, passed on, but George McCorn, who used to coach with Jerry Tarkanian. So she has some running rebel blood in her. So let's go here. What if, and I'm crazy, first of all. Let me preface everything with saying I'm crazy and even bringing this up. But what if the wife says, I want to go back to Vegas. I enjoyed it there. I got some rebel red Look, blood in me. there's a possibility. I'm a Viking. Yeah. And here, oh, oh and in step in uh, the Fertitta family. Their name is on the side of that $35 million complex. Yep. Uh, and they go, hey, we've got more money than we can spend the rest of our lives. Uh, let's get football going again. Uh, okay. So you're putting and, and more, you actually think there's a, there's a decent chance that. No, I don't. I, oh, okay. I don't. I'm just, I'm just saying it just because yeah. it's a fun scenario to think <laughs> of, crazy scenario. Hey, listen. No, I don't really think it's that. A pipe it's dream. going to be. It is going to be who the Fertitas want, by the way. That part right. is true. That, you know, and good. 
and and the, you know, I I trust them more than I trust administrators at universities yeah. for that matter. Um, is do you the think they wanted? Do you think they wanted a royal out as well? Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened unless they wanted him so out. So what happened with Sanchez then? Because there's a lot of people that think Sanchez deserved one more year, and I'm kind of thinking that as well now, looking back. Do you think? Well, yeah, I, yeah. Did that, that? I can't imagine the Fertitas wanted Sanchez gone, right? No, they didn't. They did not because they was he was their guy. Uh, but it was five years, so that was that was a little push. So that was that was where the push and shoving and that sort of stuff comes. Uh, come on, it's been five years right. and he hasn't been able to do anything. So yeah, it's about yeah. time we got to make so, a change. So Ron, and, Ron, before we get to um, the Raiders, because I want to get your thoughts on the game this weekend. Of course, we got a big Pac-12 championship game in Vegas tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Let's talk a little UNLV basketball. Let's talk about a positive because. Uh, you and I uh, agree on the Kruger family. Lon Kruger, such a great man, such a nice family. Uh, he turned this UNLV program around. I am seeing more and more every day uh, Lon Kruger in Kevin Kruger, besides being a great guy, and, and we both enjoy Kevin. Uh, the defense that he has instilled with this team is, is, is the best defense I've seen this team have since the Lon Kruger days. Would you agree? Oh, no, you're right. They are yeah. playing good D. They're playing. It's their fun team to watch. They play hard. And, you know, you can – you play good defense with effort. Yep. There's no excuse for not playing good defense. Sure. Uh, you can miss shots. You can do everything you want on uh, offensively, and if the shot's not falling, the shot's not falling. But there is never, never in basketball, now my high school basketball coach is ringing in my ears, there's mm-hmm. never an excuse for play, playing bad defense because that's all about effort. And and he, he judged us first on our defense, and that's what Kevin Kruger does. That's what Lon Kruger did. It's what Jerry Tartini did. It's what coaches who win do, first and yeah. foremost. His offense takes care of itself. I mean, you got to have a game plan there. But uh, I was at practice today. In fact, before I came over here to this rodeo thing, got my cowboy hat, <laughs> I was over at practice. And they're, they're having to – here's what's sort of interesting is they've got – because the Thomas and Mac is filled with a bunch of dirt right now for the rodeo, um, they are going to play at a couple of road games here in Vegas. One on Wednesday, they play Hawaii. At the, at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, so right. that's going to feel like it's going to feel like the old convention center days. Yep. is where I'm going with this. Yep. Is that it's going to feel small, condensed, about seven thousand people in there, crammed into that place. And I hope they sell that out. That would be fun to see them sell that out in Henderson for Rebel Basketball. Certainly, with them playing Hawaii, they should. Yeah, um, Hawaii's not very good though. They just lost to a barely Division One team last night. But I hear right, what you're I'm, saying. I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I'm not talking about how good they are or bad yeah. they are. It's, it's Hawaii, okay? And in this town, there's a lot of <laughs> we're the Ninth Island. This is so true. This there's is a lot true. of Hawaii fans yep. here in Vegas. True. So, so, and then they play after that. They play at the MGM Grand. Um, so they've got so they've got those two road games that are home games, sort of. That's going to be be nice. They do count, by the way, as road games on their schedule. Not even neutral court games. The Mountain West counts them as road games. So, so there you go. Uh, we'll see. Uh, at the end of this month, it's December 31st, so it's New Year's Eve. They play San Diego State. So that's going to be their first real big test for this team that's 7-0. and But it's fun to see an undefeated Rebel basketball team and get that feel. You know, it's it's hard to imagine and, if it ever get back to what it was, but it's, yeah, it's that, certainly fun to see it. That's not going to happen, but I will say this. It's also fun to be able to root for somebody that you know is a good person, Kevin Kruger, who's a good guy. You know, it, I'm going to be honest, and, and you know what? You wanted to root for Dave Rice because Dave Rice is a good guy as well. He's a classy guy and he was an easy guy to root for. But, you know, 
I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it out. I mean, Marvin Menzies, TJ Altsberger, they weren't the easiest people to root for. Uh, and it's nice to have somebody who not only played for UNLV, his father coached here, and he's just an easy person. You know, you get in his corner, and I just think that makes it better. It makes everything better. Have I told you this story yet at practice where the players come up and shake your hand after practice? Yeah, yeah, you did. And how uh, yeah. nice is that? Oh. Yeah, they didn't do that under Marvin Menzies. Yeah, they didn't do that under <laughs> Menzies. Not even TJ Otzelberger. today. They did it again today. It's like practice is over. The players come over. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks. Hey, I'm, you know, they'd introduce themselves to me and say, hi. And I'd say, hi, I'm Ron. Good to see you. That and, is classy. You know. I'm glad they're doing that. And that is no, all Kevin, Kevin Kruger, yeah. man. You know, never, I never had that happen. That is Kevin doing it. I told you, but one time Derek Carr did it on field. Uh, one time after, uh, after a game, thank yep. me for being there. And for the, no, no, that's okay. I'm a sucker for that. Yes, I am. I, I am a. Well, it's nice to know, it's nice to know that they appreciate that because in this day and age with members of the media, whether you're covering sports or politics or anything, that's rare. It's rare to have people say thank you for what you do. And it's always nice to hear that. I mean, I say that about police officers. When I see police officers, whether they're on the streets or in a restaurant, I try to go up to them and shake their hand. It means a lot to them. And I, and I know that means a lot to us and you as well. When, uh, and I think it's great what Kevin is doing. It's great to have these men show the respect to the members of the media and it's our job to be respectful to them uh, as well. And I just think that's, it's an important relationship to have. And, uh, one of them, one of them called me fake news though. One said, Hey, <laughs> fake news. I said, yes, you're right. I don't believe we you. are. I don't, I don't, I don't trust this either. Um, <laughs> but you know, oh, no, that yeah. one I made up, that was fake news. Did that anybody ever news. call you that? Seriously? Fake news? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I have. Oh, well, I would good. agree with them if they said that. I would because I, I, I take it as business as a whole, not me personal. I've gotten some things wrong over the years, but sure, sure. Well, nobody's perfect, Ron. Uh, speaking of nobody's I perfect, but, I... but I tell you what, you got two football teams that are going to be colliding against each other tomorrow. They're not perfect, but they're top twenty, two top twenty teams in the country. Of course, I'm talking about USC and Utah. Ron, you're a California guy. Uh, I would imagine you pull for USC. I don't know, but. Uh, this is this USC team is one of the best USC teams they've had in a long time, and this is just as important game to them as as Utah. But I would say for USC, maybe even more important if they want to get into the playoffs. They're right there right now, but they can't lose this game, and this is no gimme at all. Utah is a very good football team, and uh, the spread's only three, so the bookies are saying this is going to go down to the wire. What do you make about this Pac-12 championship game right here at Allegiant Stadium? It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. No, I love that it's. I love that it's happening. I'm. I'm a little angry that I've got to anchor sports tomorrow, so oh. I can't go to the game. Oh, that hurts. No, I'm. I'm not <laughs> happy about that. That I'm going to be on set tomorrow. I've got to wear makeup and put, look and put a suit and tie on. I was hoping to be there at the football game with my feet up in the media section. <laughs> that'll be me. That, that'll be me. Watching the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no, no, I got to. <laughs> so that being said, um, Utah beat USC earlier this year yep. up, up in Salt Lake City, you know, in a good close game. I, I expect another good close game, but um, USC is favored by two and a half. USC, like you said, here, here's the key with them is they win this game. They're they're likely they're 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 going to be in the final four and they'll be playing in the, right. in, the, in, right. the, in the bowl series. So so it means yeah, Utah's not going there. Utah would be going to another bowl game. Yep. So it means a lot more for USC. No, and I am Southern California, but I never cared about USC football or UCLA for that matter. I was, it was UCLA basketball was, mm. was king when I was a kid mm. growing up in LA. So it was, it was that and SC, UCLA football. Was Have you ever fine. met John Wooden? So, I'm curious. You ever met John Wooden? I, no, I don't think, no. 
I would remember if I had. Yeah, that yeah, would, that so would be I pretty haven't. cool. I, I see these I images. Yeah. yeah, that would be an interview yeah. that I would have loved to have had. Uh, you know, uh, what a legend in the sport. Is he the best college basketball coach of all time? Yes, he has to yeah. be. Yeah, and and right behind him. him. Yep. He and Tark had for each other um, was was phenomenal. They yeah. even even though Tark at times when he was at Long Beach State, he'd get on UCLA for not playing them, rightly so, and he would criticize UCLA for all the violations. I mean, they had look at the story. Sam Gilbert uh, was the guy who who owned that team, UCLA, and gave them just about everything that you could possibly imagine: cars, paid for abortions for their girlfriends, cash, clothes. I mean, they were given whatever they wanted back then. UCLA in the glory days. I'm talking Kareem and and that Gail Goodrich, Lynn Shackelford. Let's go sure. through the list. It was sure. Sidney Wilk. Um, they they had a team owner, Sam Gilbert, who gave them anything and everything, and right. they were put on probation after Wooden left. But it, that never stuck to Wooden. And they everybody always saw him as being pristine and clean, and that like he was unaware. I doubt that he was unaware. I, I he, could, he could not have been unaware. But anyway, back in the day. I'm talking about the late 60s, early 70s. Tark would be critical of that situation that UCLA would never play Long Beach State and that they were cheating like crazy. And that, and that as a response to UCLA's cheating, Southwest Tech State, Missouri would be put on two years probation yeah. or, you know, some kid drive, driving a car that belonged to his mom, but they thought it belonged to a booster. And so uh, they'd find some minor penalty. And that's what got that. That is what ultimately got Tark in trouble with the NCAA. Yeah. Over all the years, if yeah. you want to go back to the root, sure. it was that. So you brought up John Wooden, and I, I do think of that certainly, and how how the NCAA had selective enforcement. They picked and they and they chose who they wanted to put on probation and who they didn't want. And UCLA was their team yeah. that was never going to be put on probation until after Wooden left. Gene right. Bartow came in, and and the program hasn't been the same since. They've had flashes, and they're good this year. I liked watching them the other day. Yeah, Illinois here. Yeah, fun, I think you know? they. I think they have some issues this year because they don't have Ju Zhang coming back, and I think uh, they lack that that option. Uh, uh, their point. You got a point guard that's really, really good. You got a center that's really, really good. But that's it. Uh, I don't like the rest of this team, and I think at times they're going to struggle to score. But we'll we'll see what happens. Mick Cronin is a great coach. There's no doubt about that. So so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Ron, before I let Almost you go, here. yeah, before <laughs> I let you go and 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 let you hang out and mingle with the Cowboys and the Cowgirls, uh, who wins this weekend? The Raiders or the Chargers? Oh, Chargers win this weekend. Really? Um, oh. They're just a better. They're just a better football team. Yeah. Um, so you got to look at that. I mean, the Raiders, if they've got emotion from winning the last couple of games on the road, um, their chargers are playing for more chargers have revenge on their mind from what happened last year here when the Raiders knocked them out of the playoffs. Uh, but, but they're just, a, they're just a better team. So, so that being said, and Raider fans don't want to hear that. Um, but Raiders are without still without two of their top receivers Correct. in Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Yep. Um, but okay, as they say, that can I go with a butt? And it's a you know who you know could, could the could the Raiders spark things up here and have a, have a rush at the end of the season? Yeah, okay, that's uh, I'd like to see. The, I hope I'm wrong. That's like why I don't count them out, Ron. That's why I don't count them out. Hear me out. I mean, the Raiders have no pressure now. They're not playing for a spot in the playoffs. The Chargers are clearly. It's a more important game for the Chargers than the Raiders. But the Raiders have won two in a row. Derek Carr's got some confidence. Team's playing better. Uh, uh. Max Crosby had, has had a couple monster games, and uh, we all oh, know yeah. we all know how good Josh Jacobs has been. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I don't think it's going to be you know whoever wins. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I would lean Chargers, but I w- it wouldn't shock me if the Raiders won. We'll have to wait and see what happens. This is the man, the myth, what the are, legend. What are the Chargers? Two and a half. 
I want to say I want to say it's a field goal game. I know the Chargers yeah. are favored, but I, 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 the bookies are basically saying it could go any way, either way, and I tend to agree with that. Uh, I just think that. Uh, you know, the Chargers are going to have a little payback. They lost here in Las Vegas last year. And I think that uh, the Raiders, uh, are, are, while they're playing much better football, particularly last week against Seattle, uh, this is a different animal. The Chargers can score and they can score fast. So we'll, uh, I yeah. think it's going to be an entertaining game. So we'll have to wait and see it's what 50 happens. 50 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Just look at the total 50 and a half. Yeah. So it yeah. goes over. Yeah. I agree with you. I think I, 100%. Yeah. I think this game goes over. I think it's going to be a back and forth contest and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But hey, it's always fun watching NFL football here in Las Vegas. And I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to the game tomorrow. And, uh, Ron no. Futrell, I'm, I'm looking forward to your story. It'd be having to work, Brian. It'd be <laughs> having to work. You go there and you eat all the media food, okay? Oh, I will. You enjoy the game right there. Well. And I'll just, I'll be back working hard, slaving away at the air-conditioned studio with my makeup Listen, on. Listen, there, okay? are, there, are, uh, there are other local members of the media that are going to eat all the food. You know who I'm talking about. It's not me. The last person that's going to eat yeah. all the food is me. But anyway, Ron Futrell. I, hey, I'll, I'm going to go say hi to the Cowboys and Cowgirls for you. Well, say hello to the Cowgirls. I really don't care about the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, you can you can leave the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys alone. But anyway, uh, Ron, thanks so much, man. Always appreciate when you thanks. come on, my friend. Have a great week, okay? All right, man. See you. Thanks. Right. That, is, that is the man, the myth, the legend joining us on the line. Uh, Ron Futrell, and I always appreciate it when uh, Ron takes the time to join us. He's a great guy. And uh, I did cover the uh, rodeo finals here for a few years, and it was different. I will say that it was a different crowd for me, different atmosphere, very nice people. Very nice people. They're great for the economy here, too. Uh, these people bring in a lot of money in here in Las Vegas. I don't know if they go home with the same, same amount of money that they brought with them. But uh, always uh, a pleasure seeing all the cowboys and the cowgirls in Las Vegas. And uh, certainly they give a boost to our local economy here. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Speaking of the economy, thinking of thinking of things to do this weekend. If maybe you don't want to go to a sporting event. Uh, well, we got a lovely lady joining us next who knows a thing or two about what's going on in Las Vegas. She is the host of Morning Blend. Of course, I'm talking about J.J. Snyder, and she's going to be joining us next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Mosville. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. 
If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Whether you're a corporate executive, on a family vacation, or just passing through, St. George Inn & Suites will meet your specific needs. It's conveniently located near restaurants, shopping, and movie theaters. St. George Inn & Suites offers a variety of room types, two fabulous pools and jacuzzis, a fitness center, a free full hot buffet breakfast, and laundry facilities. To make your booking, call 435-673-6661 or book online at stgeorgeinnhotel.com. You need to stop in Southern Utah? Make that stop at St. George Inn & Suites. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. 
STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. A great time! Your entertainment destination, the South Point, invites you to experience the ultimate great time! Under one roof! Dancing, a live show, a movie, delicious dining, and one of South Point's 11 restaurants. So much to see, so much to do. You won't know where to start first. This week, make it a South Point week and discover for yourself why the South Point is your entertainment destination for a great time. Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glaze Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glaze Donuts. Located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram, where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. Experience the Artisan Hotel's theme suites, restaurant, bar, pool, and complimentary valet. During the week, the Artisan is a quiet Las Vegas retreat that's great for travelers and locals. The weekend is all about nonstop partying and the award-winning Artisan nightlife. All rooms include free gym access and Wi-Fi. The Artisan Hotel is centrally located between the Strip and downtown Las Vegas. Book your stay at artisanhotel.com. The Artisan Hotel, your unique Las Vegas boutique hotel. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. So glad you could join us. I told you what I'm doing this weekend. I don't know what you're doing, but uh, going to check out the Pac-12 championship game at Allegiant Stadium tomorrow. Playing in a little golf outing on Saturday. Then coming back for the Raiders game against the Chargers on Sunday. So it's a big sports weekend for me. But, you know, I love entertainment and uh, shows and concerts, you name it, just like anybody else. And I figured, what better person to talk about all that stuff and the doings in Las Vegas then the host of the Morning Blend herself I always love having her on she does such a great job JJ Snyder joining us right now JJ how's it going how you doing uh oh I don't hear JJ is she there JJ are you there I'm here ah there you are there you are what's up JJ how you doing hi Sorry, you know, it's that whole, uh, you know, 2022, a little bit of uh, tech problems, but I'm here, my friend. I've missed you. How you been? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. It's been a little while. It's been a few weeks since you come on the show. I like the sunglasses, by the way. <laughs> I know. Thank you. This is my, I really don't want anyone to see me uh, just after a run look. I just went <laughs> jogging at the park uh, by my house and it was so windy, but it was awesome. I got in a couple miles and I, I'm feeling better about myself. Well, I would assure you that people are still welcome coming in seeing you after a run people don't want to see me after anything so i mean you know i pity me i don't pity you but anyway jj uh good to have you on uh a lot of stuff going on in vegas i was just talking to ron futrell from channel eight we got the rodeo in town right uh some great yeah Uh, it's always fun to see all those uh it, it feels like a scene from like i'm in the movie dallas right when you see all these cowboys in town right i mean it's madness and i'm on kind of the south side of town and, um, you know, you don't have to drive very far to see people kind of rent out their property if they've mm. got extra property to store their horse trailers. There's a couple of farms behind my house. I actually hear a rooster every morning, which I love. 
but you can tell they're boarding people's uh, horses when they're yeah. in town. So, you know, I grew up on a farm. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, so, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I did. In Washington State, I actually grew oh. up showing horses. So for me, it's like it's something that's really close to my heart. Not not a full, you know, competitive cowboy vibe. Um, we were kind of, you know, in a small town, but um, I've certainly been around it a lot. So yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that about you. So you're growing up in this small town. You're growing up on a farm. Farm. If somebody told you when you were like a 12 year old girl that you'd be in all these Hollywood movies, you'd be doing TV, you'd be hosting this this great morning show in Las Vegas. What would you have said? Oh my God. I'd say, yes, that's exactly what I want to do someday. Um, yeah, I had, you know, it's funny. So I did, I had a, this, this. Uh Oh, did we lose JJ again? I think that's on your end, JJ. I don't know. We got some, yeah. some technical, we got those. Yeah, te- there, you go. there you go. We're back. We're back. We're back. Technical difficulties. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that guys. That's okay. Little adversity. That's okay. Anywho. Uh, Hey, yeah, I know. I, um, I did. I had posters all over my walls of movie stars and actors and singers. And, um, so I had like kind of a Hollywood bedroom on the farm in Washington. So I have both those things inside me. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you can see, but I specifically stationed myself right now in front of my undecorated Christmas tree. I, I love it. Share it with you. I love. Now, did you do that, or did your husband do that? Well, do what? Because there's, n- I mean, there's <laughs> nothing impressive about this. This is a really sad tree. You know when you get a fake tree out of the bag or out of the box, <laughs> right. And everything's squished. So. Yeah, this is my my squish tree. I have to flip it. You gotta you gotta get in there and flip it, bring it back to life, and then uh, I'll put some things on it. Like, so, what do you do for you what does JJ do for the holidays? Like for Christmas? Like, what do you just go out with your husband to dinner? Do you cook dinner? Uh, do you guys have a night in? Like, I'm curious. Like, what do you do in Las Vegas? Like on Christmas? Well, I will. You know, it. I have no option but to be at my mother's house for Ooh. Christmas. Um, <laughs> no option. Yeah. That doesn't sound like you want to no. be there. <laughs> no. In fact, can I share with you something? Sure. Okay, full disclosure. Sure. sure. So my mom, she's in her 80s. She is on a 25-acre farm in Washington State. She runs it herself. She gets up at the crack of dawn and feeds wow. chickens and ducks and goats and peacocks and manages 65 sheep. Oh, my God. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like a really impressive gal. Um, but she says to me on the phone about a week ago, she goes, so I heard that maybe you were thinking you weren't coming home for Christmas because <laughs> last year, let me tell you, my friend, we got caught in bad travel juju. And mm. you know, when you, your flights go wrong. Mm. Oh my God. So my she, friend. she, she thought you did it intentionally. No, she just, oh. she doesn't, ca- she doesn't care what I go through to get there. It, in her mind, it's just everyone needs to come home for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Right. It doesn't matter. We all have full-time jobs and families and, st- and you know, things going on. We need to be there for Christmas. Man, I wish so I, I could have heard that conversation of you and your mom. She couldn't have been very happy. Well, she guilted me so bad. She guilted me so hard that I was like, it's just not even worth fighting this and mm. i made uh reservations for my husband and i to go home immediately after the phone call yeah i just like i'm not even gonna listen i know, have a, I, I, have a, I have a jewish mother there's a term for that we call it jewish guilt so i know exactly what you're talking about okay so <laughs> and let me tell you something because and, and my mom is like you know catholic from eight eight kids and yeah. the the jewish mothers and the catholic mothers have so much in common they do you're right 
They they absolutely do. Well, I hope you make it there okay this time. And I actually just traveled to see my family in Connecticut for Thanksgiving. It was awesome. And actually, the the travel, I didn't have any travel difficulties at all. I mean, it was great. I traveled on Delta, pretty good airline. And I was, uh, just don't take Frontier Spirit. That would be my best best advice. They are the worst, JJ. They are just the worst. So what's going on in Vegas this weekend? You know, I mentioned some of the sports. Obviously, the Raiders game on Sunday. We got the Pac-12 championship on Friday. We got the rodeo in town. What else is doing here? I know there's a lot of shows, and and I know Aerosmith, is he starting it up again? I got to catch Aerosmith. I have to see Aerosmith live. You bring out a great point. That should be on every single person's bucket list. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I I mean, that, yeah, that's definitely a show worth going to. I do not have tickets to that. You know, I've still got my hat in the ring to get Bruno Mars tickets mm. on either uh, the the 30th or the 31st. You're going to be um, jealous. You're going to be jealous of me. I, I know you've heard of the bar- the barbershop, right? You've heard of that little place at yes! the Cosmo. I that know I know people that run that place, and I got a little heads up that Bruno Mars was going to be performing there, and I watched him perform for like a half an hour in that little nice, cool jazz club, and I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Could you kind of put me on your text chain next time you get I'll try. up like that? I'll try. Madden? I'll ask your mother if it's okay. Oh my god! Can <laughs> I call my mom's Genevieve? What's who, what's your mom's name? Denise. Denise. Yep. You know we should call Denise and and <laughs> check in with her because Hanukkah's coming up. It is coming. Up. I don't really know when it is. I'm a bad Jew. I don't know. I don't know when Hanukkah is. I don't really celebrate any holidays. I celebrate a day off. That's usually my celebration. But I don't uh, know. I don't know I that. Tell you, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I actually spoke with a rabbi yesterday, and I'm oh, pretty sure it's did. on the 18th this year. It starts on the 18th, I believe. Well, you're a better Jew than I am, yep. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, we just, we just learned that. All I know is that you know, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I think I've been to church more than synagogue. I'm, I'm bad, but what what can I say? So what else is doing? What else you got going okay. on this weekend? I know you're, you're like, okay, quit talking around. What's, <laughs> we need to talk about what's going on. No, I love There's talking about your family issues. I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Oh but. my gosh. Okay, <laughs> okay, good. We have something in common. There's a place called Brew Dog opening. It's a massive brewery. If yes. you love beer like I do, it is going to be on a rooftop. It's on the Las Vegas Strip. I am dying for this event. It's Friday afternoon. Yep. Uh, you know Dana Roselli, of course. Yes. Dana and I are going to go and uh, partake a little bit. I was supposed I don't to go know to that. Exactly what to expect. You got to come. I can't. I'm going to the Pac-12 championship game. I was supposed. I got invited to that event tomorrow. I can't go. Aren't they giving away like a million dollar tab? That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Someone. Someone tomorrow night is going to win a million dollar tab. <laughs> That's I, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> You know how like you buy a lottery ticket and you, you always in your head or maybe you're, you're betting on, I don't know if you're doing any betting this weekend, but. Oh yeah. If you, if yeah. You I'm buy, a degenerate yeah. gambler. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Me too. So when you lay down a bet in your head, I always go through the fantasy of what it will be like if I win. I just do. And I've already thought, what if I win a million dollar? I'd sell it, sell it to 900,000, like, sell it for 900 grand. That's what I would do. <laughs> Okay, so I'm really excited about that. I also, since we're talking about fitness and you were talking about, I love that you're having such an active sports weekend. Yep. Good luck with your golf. Well, game. I wouldn't say it active. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sitting on my ass and eating free food and watching a couple football games. I, I wouldn't necessarily call active playing wait, golf. Wait, wait, wait. But <laughs> I thought you were golfing on Saturday. I am. Which, JJ, would you really call that active? I mean, there are people that weigh, all due respect to people that weigh 400 pounds, but I mean, Donald Trump. But uh, anyway, people like that can can play golf. Is it really active golf? If you're on a cart, I, 
See, I'm like, I'm kind of an active golfer. Like I, I find a way to get some exercise out of it. But um, if you walk, if you walk, yeah. I agree with yeah. you. Uh, and it, sure. yeah, if yeah. you're in a cart, I've been in a cart where it's been like 110 degrees out. That is challenging, but, uh, oh. I, I think there's more active things probably you can do than play golf, but, but you, you know, um, uh, what do I know? I <laughs> uh, guess who I worked out with on Monday night. Who? Carrot top. Oh no! But, oh my God, he'd be so much fun to work out with. That was like, my, I would, that was I, my I, guess. He, he's got, I bet, high metabolism. That dude. That guy's. Like, that guy's yeah. juiced, man. I mean, that guy. You see that yeah. guy, Carrot Top? It, he's not look like the guy from the one eight hundred whatever commercials he did back in the day. Actually, he's a yeah. great guy. He's a good dude. He is a sweet person. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, that's my impression of him as well. Uh, no, DJ Steve Aoki. Oh, uh, I went over. Yes. Wow. He is badass. Let me tell you something. That dude is in shape. And I did a circuit class with him at Orange Theory. He's actually their chief music officer. Wow. You know Orange Theory Fitness, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. A couple locations across Las Vegas. Don't his parents so, own Benny Hanna, right? Am I wrong in that? I thought his ooh. parents owned... Oh, no. It, I think it's another franchise. Uh, P.F. Chang's. I could be wrong on that. You're... <laughs> that's interesting okay but so he might come from an interesting family he does i think that yep, has yep. Some, uh, yeah some good business of, people uh, hand in the in the restaurant he's had quite of a career exciting. he's had quite a successful career of his own here he's well let me tell you something he's he's got really high uh impact cardio skills and uh super friendly guy i actually i i i didn't want to be that person who's like up in his face you know because yeah, he yeah. kind of came in and surprised our class i of course, had a little heads up. He was coming. Um, but then there ended up being an empty um, rowing machine next to him. Mm-hmm. And they needed someone to be in the rowing machine for the picture. Yeah. Uh-oh, did we lose her again? JJ, I think we lost you again. So I ended up. You're back. Sorry, a little bobble there. Go ahead. I am back. Yep, you're back. I ended up. I ended up rowing next to Steve Aoki, and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> now I got you. Got to keep up with him. That's so um, cool. But, That's really neat. Yeah, he's a super. He seems cool like guy. a good guy. Yeah, he seems cool. Yeah. You know, there's some people where he's you're like, like you've never even met them before, and you're like, "Oh, he seems like a jerk," or "She seems like a jerk." Steve Aoki's not one of those people. You know, it just seems like a, a good person. You know, and it's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, you know what? I yeah. just think it's so unusual. Sorry. I'll just interject real quick. Yeah, so sure. you're a DJ, you make your living in nightclubs. Right. And I don't know if you've been down to like a day club lately or a nightclub. I don't do like, I, I Once in a while I'll go to Dre's, but it's not very often. Wow. It's a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people are going hard, especially in Vegas. So I just kind of love that he's promoting the healthy lifestyle and keeping on the fitness train. Like that's, that's pretty admirable. Yeah. Most of these uh, millennials, they'll drink till three, four in the morning and whatever else they're doing and, and they don't sleep. Uh, I, you know, I'm old, I'm 42 years old now and I need eight hours of sleep or I get very grumpy. Well, that's good. I'm happy sad. that you're getting your, your hours in. So. <laughs> very sad. Um, yep. Yeah. So it, I'll send you a picture from the brew dog opening. And if yeah. I do win the million dollar bar tab drinks on you, <laughs> I will, I'll bring you in for a pint, my friend. Oh, okay? that's, that's very nice of you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That seems like a, that seems like a really fun event and I wish I could go. I, unfortunately, I can't do two at one time. Uh, can't do two, two different events, but, uh, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. Where is that place located? By the way, you said it's on the strip. Where exactly? Well, to, to be honest, I have to Google it, but I, my impression <laughs> is it's close to the MGM. Oh, okay. Um, that's a good location. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So don't quote me on that that's because okay. I actually was going to Google the address right now. Right in the, thick. the Like the, the images, I mean, yep. it's very rooftop. Um, and it's interesting because 
there's so many opportunities to celebrate sure. wine in Las Vegas. Of course, we're really a cocktail city, but sure. to have like a full, awesome beer garden, I think really could kind of be unique. Absolutely. I agree. And that's like right in the thick of things. That's a great location. What else you got going on? Anything this weekend other than that? I got to do something with this tree, my friend. <laughs> Um, so being, being a good Jewish boy as you are, do you do the tree or, or you do something else? Nothing. Don't do anything. Okay. Uh, no tree, okay. no menorah. Is that what they call it? No, I, I don't really do anything. Uh, maybe I'll sit on Santa's lap. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really, I don't know. I don't really celebrate either. Uh, to be honest with you, I go out for New Year's Eve. I celebrate that. Uh, obviously Veterans Day and, and, and unique, uh, you know, holidays like that. I celebrate, but when it comes to Christmas, I like, I went down actually to, uh, the Speedway to see that event. I'm, why am I forgetting yeah. what it's called? Uh, it's beautiful what Glittering they did. Glittering lights. Yes. Thank you. Glittering lights. That's awesome. Uh, it's so cool. Awesome. It's cool every year. I like it. I, you it know, is. the holidays are fun and, and I, I certainly enjoy it, but I don't go to the next step like you do and, and like most normal people do in getting trees. I just, I guess I don't do that because I'm not normal. I don't know. That's all right. I, I would. Do? I I do think though you could you know kind of as an homage to your mom, just put a nice menorah in the in the um kind of see how I've got the uh the windowsill here. Yes. Why don't you just get a nice menorah? For That's your a good mom? idea. Come that, on, come that, on. Maybe I'll have my dad uh you know go jump in the bedroom as Santa Claus. I don't know. That's terrible. That's disgusting. But I, I don't know. What's your favorite Christmas movie, by the way? Um, you know, I'm on the Hallmark movie. Oh my gosh. Did you see the Lindsay Lohan Hallmark movie? I did not. Or, I like Lindsay oh, Lohan, but no, I haven't seen oh, it. You haven't seen the new movie? Okay. I this not. is your, I, I don't care that you have all these sports games and stuff to go to this weekend. <laughs> you need to watch the Lindsay Lohan movie. I like, it's, I'm a fan of Lindsay Lohan. I am. Well, trust me. So she, she's fabulous in it. The writing is so bad. It will not shock you. <laughs> Um, it's, no, I mean, like within the first five minutes, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> I want to see the new Avatar. Really I want to see the new Avatar movie. Now that I expect will be really good. Yeah, just, you know, seeing it in 3D. I don't expect the story yeah. to be great, but uh, but the 3D, it just, it feels like you're in another universe, but I'm not surprised that Lindsay Lohan did another bad movie, but that doesn't surprise me one bit at all. Well, JJ. Really, really bad. Uh, well, that um, doesn't surprise me. Bye. Have a great weekend. Yes, I was just going to say that. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and uh, I hope you have fun at that event tomorrow. And uh, we'll catch up with you maybe next week. And uh, uh, good luck with that Christmas tree, okay? I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks JJ. Have always, a great one. always a pleasure. Have a great one. I love her. JJ Snyder's the best. She's so awesome. I love having her on. I love that personality too. She's so funny and, and, and positive. Unlike me, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Negative all the time. Uh, you know, grumpy negative Brian Shapiro, uh, unless I went to sports bet or something. I don't know, but, uh, she does a great job on the morning bunch. She really does. And, um, I don't say that about every member of the media in this town. You know, I mean, what do you want me to say? Uh, there's people I get along with. There's people I don't get along with, but it's the holidays coming up, man, right? We all have to try to get along. I'm not trying to sound like Rodney King here. Can't we all just get along? But it is the holidays and, um, you know, it's important to, to spend time with family as I did for Thanksgiving. I think that's really important, especially when your family's getting up there in age like mine are. I think it's really important. Enjoy and, and do the things that make you happy, man. You know, um, I try to do that, right? I try to do that. I try to do the things that make me happy. Um, now, obviously, I don't do everything that would make me happy because they could be against the law. But <laughs> I try to do the legal things that make me happy, uh, which is, of course, going and watching a great college football game tomorrow. I can't wait. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. 
Uh, you know, not every day you get to see two top 20 teams in the country. USC, one of the best in the country, uh, you know, square off in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. How cool is that? This is going to be a great game tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, play some golf with some friends. I'm actually going up to Pahrump, believe it or not, for uh, playing a little golf on Saturday with some friends out there. I haven't been out there in a long time. Last time I was out there in Pahrump, I'm being honest with you, I saw somebody walking their goat. Um, that is what I saw. It was strange. I wasn't used to that. It's a different lifestyle out there in Pahrump. Um, but uh, no, I know what you're thinking. No, I'm not going out to Pahrump to go to any of the brothels. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll be honest with you. I'll share this story real quick. I got a couple minutes here. There was somebody in radio that I used to work with. I'm not going to say his name, and I don't think that he's in radio again. But we do something called a remote. Like, for example, Sapphire is one of my sponsors. I go out there, I host, you know, help with them with the Monday night football parties out there. And, and I love it. It's great. One of my friends in radio had a, a paid remote where he got paid to go out to one of the brothels in uh, Pahrump. Now, I had never been to one of these places before. This is like five or six years ago. And I didn't really have any plans of going to one of those places. He asked me if I wanted to go and keep him company, which I thought was weird. Um, I said, all right, I'll go. But, you know, what do I do? I'm not going to pay for anything. I'm not into that. What, what am I going to do? He's like, no, no, it's not like that. They got a pool table there. They got a nice bar. The drinks are cheap. And just keep me company for a few hours. I said, okay, no problem. I'll, I guess it'll be a story, right? So we go out there to Pahrump. This guy that I went with was such a weirdo. Uh, he has like he had like 20 candles in the back of his car. And he gave all the girls candles as gifts and it was so weird like, here you go this is for you here you go this is for you and i'm like okay this is really weird like this is bizarre stuff man this is this is really strange but i have to say i kind of had a good time i'm sitting there at the bar i'm talking to these people they're very funny they're very nice i'm asking them questions i'm trying to learn about what they do there it, it was it was interesting I'll, I'll say that i'm not i didn't regret going it was an experience but um at the same time, I'm thinking I'm seeing these guys that are walking in, and I guess I'm being a little bit judgmental. I guess I shouldn't, but uh, it was interesting. Put it at that. It was interesting, but everybody there was very, very nice. But that's not why I'm going to Pahrump. I'm going to Pahrump on Saturday to play a round of golf with my friends. A beautiful golf course out there, uh, by the way. Going out there to play some golf, uh, have some dinner with some friends, and then I'm coming back here Saturday night. And then on Sunday is, of course, the Raiders and the Chargers. So I'm looking forward to that game as well. Tomorrow on the show, Eva Chase will be joining us talking about issues facing the transgender community and this awful shooting that took place in Colorado. Fred Gutenberg is going to be joining us. Uh, he lost his daughter in the Parkland shooting. He has done so much since then in trying to help in preventing these mass shootings from happening. So look forward to both of my guests joining me on the show tomorrow. Thanks for Mark for pressing all the right buttons. And uh, I appreciate all of you for joining us, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Hope everybody has a great day. Singing like such a blur.